Chapter 7, Saturday Night That night was Saturday night. All day long, Mother had been baking, and when Almanzo went into the kitchen for milk pails, she was still frying donuts. The place was full of their hot brown smell and weedy smell of new bread, the spicy smell of cakes and the syrupy smell of pies. Almanzo took the biggest donut from the pan and bit off its crisp end. Mother was rolling out the golden dough, slashing it into long strips, rolling and doubling and twisting the strips. Her fingers flew. You could hardly see them. The strips seemed to twist themselves under the hands and leap into the big copper kettle of swirling hot fat. Boomp! They went to the bottom, sending up bubbles. Then slowly they came, popping up to float and slowly swell till they rolled themselves over, their golden pale backs going into the fat and their plump brown bellies rising out of it. They rolled over, Mother said, because they were twisted. Some women made newfangled shape, round with a hole in the middle, but round donuts wouldn't turn themselves over. Mother didn't have time to waste turning donuts. It was just quicker to twist them. Almanzo really liked baking day, but he didn't like Saturday night. On Saturday night, there was no cozy evening by the heater with apples and popcorn and cider. Saturday night was bath night. supper, Amanzo and Royal again put on their coats and caps and mufflers and mittens. They carried a tub from the wash tub outdoors to the rain water barrel. Everything was ghostly with snow. The stars were frosty in the sky and only a faint little light came from the candle in the kitchen. The inside of the rain water barrel was coated thick with ice and in the center where the ice was chopped every day to keep the barrel from bursting, the hole had grown smaller and smaller. Royal chopped it and when his hatchet went through it, an oozy thud, the water welled up quickly because the ice was squeezing it from all sides. It's odd that water swells when it freezes. Everything else gets smaller in the cold. Hmm. Almanzo began dipping water and floating pieces of ice into the wash tub. It was cold, slow work, dripping through the small hole. And he had an idea. Long icicles hung from the kitchen eaves. At the top, they were a solid piece of ice. Then their pointed tips hung down almost to the snow. Almanzo took hold of one and jerked, but only the tip broke off. The hatchet had frozen to the porch floor where Royal had laid it, but Almanzo tugged it loose. He lifted up with both hands and he hit the icicles. An avalanche of snow came down with splintering crash. Oh, it was a glorious noise. Ay, gimme, me, Royal said, but Almanzo hit the icicles again. The noise was louder than before. You're bigger than I. You hit him with your fists, Almanzo said. So Royal hit the icicles with both fists. Almanzo hit them again with the hatchet. The noise was immense. Almanzo yelled and Royal yelled and they hit more and more icicles. Big pieces of ice were flying all over the porch floor and flying pieces pitted the snow. Along the eaves there was a gap as though the roof had lost some teeth. Mother flung the door open. Mercy on us, she cried. Royal, Almanzo, you hurt? are you hurt? Oh, no, mother, Almanzo said meekly. What is that? What be you doing? Almanzo felt guilty, but they had not really been playing when they had, when they had work to do. Getting ice for the bathwater, mother, he said. My land, such a racket. I never heard. Must do you yell like Comanches? No, mother, Almanzo said. Mother's teeth chattered in the cold, and she shut the door. 
Almanzo and Royal sat quietly and picked up the fallen icicles and silently then filled the tub. It was so heavy that they staggered when they carried it, and Father had to lift it onto the kitchen stove. The ice melted while Almanzo greased his moccasins and Royal greased his boots. In the pantry, Mother was filling the six-quart pan with boiled beans, putting in onions and peppers and the piece of fat pork and pouring scrolls of molasses over all. Then Almanzo saw her open the flour barrel. She flung in rye flour and cornmeal into the big yellow crock and started, stirred in milk and eggs and things and poured the big baking pan full of rye gray rye and engine dough. You fetch the rye and engine dough, Almanzo. Don't spill it, she said. She snatched up the pan of beans and Almanzo followed more slowly with the heavy pan of rye and engine Father opened the big doors of the oven in the heater, and Mother slid the beans and the bread inside. They would slowly bake there until Sunday dinner. Then Almanzo was left alone in the kitchen to take his bath. His clean underwear was hanging on the chair back to air and warm. The washcloth and towel and small wooden pannikin of soft soap was on the other chair. He brought another wash tub from the woodshed and put it on the floor in front of the open door. He took off his waist and one pair of socks and his pants. Then he dipped some warm water from the tub on the stove into the tub on the floor. He took off his other pair of socks and his underwear, and his bare skin felt good in the heat from the oven. He toasted in the heat, and he thought he just might put on his clean underwear and not even take a bath at all. But Mother would look when he went into the dining room. So he stepped into the water. He covered his feet with his fingers he dug some of the brown, slimy, soft soap from the pannikin and smeared it on the washcloth. Then he scrubbed himself well all over. The water was warmer on his toes, but it felt cold on his body. His wet belly steamed in the heat from the oven, but his wet back shivered. And when he turned around, his back seemed to blister, but his front was very cold. So he washed as quickly as he could, and he dried himself and got into the warm, underwaist and his woolly long drawers and he put on his long woolen nightshirt. Then he remembered his ears. He took the washcloth again and he scrubbed his ears and the back of his neck and then he put on his nightcap. Uh, he felt very clean and good and his skin felt sleek in the fresh warm clothes. It was the Saturday night feeling. It was pleasant, but Almanzo didn't like it well enough to take a bath for it. If he could have had his way, he wouldn't have taken a bath till spring. He did not have to empty his tub because if he went outdoors after taking a bath, he'd catch cold. Alice would empty the tub and wash it before she bathed in it. Then Eliza Jane would empty Alice's and Royal would empty Eliza Jane's and Mother would empty Royal's. And then late at night, Father would empty Mother's and take his bath. And the next morning, he would empty the tub for the last time. Almanzo went into the dining room in his clean, creamy white undershirt and socks and nightshirt and cap. Mother looked at him and he went to her to be inspected. She laid down her knitting, and she looked at his ears and the back of his neck, and she looked at his soapy clean face, and she gave him a hug and a squeeze. There, run along with you to bed. He lighted a candle, and he padded quickly up the cold stairs and blew out the candle and jumped into the soft, cold feather bed. He began to say his prayers, but went to sleep before he finished them.